0: top shelf fantasy what's going on shelf feeds we got another podcast coming to you guys live we got scotty in the building craig in the building as always and then we got the guest guest star of the week Derek Creighton. what's up d hey hey. how's it going say hi to the fans at home
1: hello (laughs) welcome Uh,
0: we're in four (laughs) separate buildings yeah, I guess I shouldn't have said live, but we're live we're in the all, same live in stage. <laughs> studio, same state COVID
1: <laughs> live, COVID live, yeah,
0: This kind of <laughs> live adjacent, um, but yeah, this is a podcast number 217, we're coming at you, what's today, Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, oh, yeah, September 28, 2022, um, as always, find us on fantasy.com all of our stuff's up there, all the articles that come out every week, and listen to us on pretty much any podcast player at this point, Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Top Shelf FNTSY and the recently added TikTok, which I believe is Top Shelf FNTSY as well. Craig,
2: no? uh, it's Top Shelf Fantasy, but there hasn't been anything on it since like, I got drunk that one time. <laughs> so... uh, well, we're going to get
0: Craig nice and drunk this week. We'll get some more TikToks
2: up there for you. Well, Tom Tom's had th- one. Tom right? had one and didn't post it. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, oh, I yeah, thought no, he posted it. That. He didn't post it. Oh, that wait, a wait, bitch. Um, we're so good at it, we don't even post it. Yep. All
0: right, well, d- we'll d- get it up there, d- there for you so you guys can have some actual stuff to entertain you in the top yep. shelf, boys. We also still owe you some shotguns for lowest stuff of the week, dart throws, all that. we got to get together and do some shotguns, boys. Um, we'll post and those on Twitter. Home. and
3: Yeah, I mean,
1: yeah. don't <laughs> do that. Next day.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely work the next day, but don't <laughs> drive home. Um, Rise New England. Shout out Rise New England. Uh, <laughs> let's get into some injuries. Um, we had a tough one just recently what was that monday night football sterling shepherd goes down for the season another turf monster injury from uh, metlife stadium torn acl not good non-contact i mean at this point he probably thinks about hanging it up i don't think he wants to do another nfl caliber rehab that would just be me though but he's had every injury in the book achilles last year concussions like you read about scrambled egg brains i mean
4: i don't know what you guys think. i mean he's, he's he's 29 Like he he is, he's, he'll get back at 30 years old. And at that point, who's going to sign him? There's, there's no point. There's too much talent coming in the league. Now there's no point to have him back on
2: the field. He's going nowhere, but the giants, like that's like where he's been. That's, you know, if, if he wanted to, he would, he would do the giants. But, uh, again, you know, the giants would gladly have him. If it is, it is up to him, but, um, I think in in, in an NFL player or, or athlete's mindset, you have to think I'm coming back from this to play or else, or else really you're not rehabbing, you're not doing anything. And it's just going to be worse for you. So the mentality for him has to be that he's going to come back.
1: Yeah. It just depends on how much he loves the game, right? Like these guys have to make that decision for, their life at this point, but I think Sterling Shepard would be a perfectly good, you know, player coach if they had to the spawn their roster or on their practice squad, like, and he would come back to the giants and I'm sure like, cause he's a good locker room guy. I bet Dave all loves this dude. So, and like you saw, like even the Cowboys, like hats off to the Cowboys, when he got that injury, they all came, came to him. Like he has some respect across the league. So, I mean, even if he's not back, you know, running, running routes, I'm sure he's staying around the game.
0: Yeah. I think he was like oddly chipper on the cart, like getting brought off the field too. So, um, but I do think, like you said, he has respect around the league. I think he's involved with the players association too, if I'm not mistaken. So uh, could be something like that, but in fantasy football relevance, I mean, you'd think Kenny Galladay gets a bump, but he doesn't probably cause he sucks. Uh, Canarius <laughs> Tony still appears to be in the doghouse for whatever reason I can't identify, but he's just not on the field. Still hurts, Yeah. He's learn. dinged up or is consistently questionable. Um, I guess it's really time to start talking about Wandale Robinson. If you're looking for a, a deeper guy, um, yeah, like it sounds like he, he's uh, out week four. Saw,
4: and then you hurt. saw Sills
0: on on the field, so Sills the fifth. Um, I don't,
4: I don't know, I don't know what if you I be with this team. Dude, it's it anyway, it's Richie James. It's freaking insane. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's talking about Richie James, James, it's James right now.
2: Sills. It's all bunch of garbage. It, uh, Bellinger. Like he got a lot yeah. of work, you know, it, it, I don't really know if I want anyone tied to Daniel Jones right now, unless no. it is just a, you know, if Wondell Robinson comes back and, and lights
1: it up, then it's a different story, but. So yeah, yeah. it's I, so, I Sills fell on that slant route to end the game. That was not a great football play, but I mean, he's <laughs> been, I mean, he runs routes a lot. Like he's, he's on the field a lot. I guess maybe it's him, but like you said, Craig, I mean, the goddamn giants and Daniel Jones, what are we talking about, <laughs> right?
0: Um, into some more terrible offenses, Mac Jones, uh, started to finally put it on paper with uh, Devontae Parker looked good and then immediately sprained his ankle to Kingdom Come. I mean, he looked like he was in some excruciating pain coming off the field. Uh, the weird thing is, the Patriots are like, I don't know if they're toeing the company line or whatever it is, but they're oh, just is. like not even ruling him out for the week yet, which is crazy. Like, there's no way he plays, I, I don't think at least. And Mac Jones I, don't is out seeking. I don't get it. Yeah, he, well, he's out seeking a second opinion because I think the Pats didn't want him to have surgery. He, I think he wants to do it. He went to the guy that J.C. Jackson just had his surgery on that past offseason, and J.C. Jackson's not recovering from his surgery either, so there's that. But <laughs> it's just a whole hodgepodge of stuff coming out of Foxborough that doesn't really appear to be. It looks like it's going to be Brian Hoyer under center this week, and then I know the cam rumors are taking off, but... I don't really think that I just that don't matters. see I think like way the way you're looking at
2: yeah.
1: it across the board for Foxborough
2: <laughs> and bringing bring
1: in guys like, that. um,
2: yeah. Unless Brian Hoyer puts up what he did a year or two ago when he had a spot start, I don't expect him to bring another quarterback in. Cause normally they don't even carry three on the roster and right now they have two. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It sucks seeing that get hurt. I mean, I feel like he played pretty good too. Like, I mean, yeah, I know he threw the picks, but he looked like a gamer out there. Like, and that's what, it, a team like the pats really needed was like he didn't need him to sling the ball like take take risks throw picks. Who yeah, gives a shit like he was a guy that would take off and run
2: if he needed to like and it was not right. like a you know he he chose to instead of passing it like it was he was going for every yard that he could possible right yeah which you can respect and it
0: just sucks to see him go down because everybody on the pats offense takes a hit i don't think i start any patriots in the passing game i'm still going to start harrison probably Stevenson, but even then you make the argument like okay, the teams on the other side have one thing to take away now. So
2: I'm I'm I I'm still in the area of waiting on the running backs too to see what the hell is even gonna happen because I mean it's not like either one have have really made you happy. I mean, I know I know Stevenson had the touchdown this last week and Harris did the week before, but Everyone was saying, oh, start Stevenson after Ty Montgomery's injury. Well, he put up a dud that week. And then, oh, well, Harris got the touchdown. So let's start Harris. And then, nope, nope, Stevenson got the touchdown. So it's a headache. And I don't think that really I can be confident in starting
1: either of the two right now. Wait, Craig, Last are you Patriot saying you don't, you don't trust Matt Patricia? Is that what you're telling us? <laughs> <laughs> I don't def- I don't trust that defensive-minded uh, offensive <laughs> coordinator.
4: Defensive-minded O-lineman.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he was like he, like, went to MIT or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's got a pencil. Well
4: yeah, he's got a pencil. God. So yeah. he's gotta be smart. Yeah.
0: Um that's actually a fact. Uh next we got Tua. He is still questionable for this coming week. He took a kind of bad hit with a big like bounce your head off the turf kind of looking.
4: He plays tomorrow. Right? He's also good.
0: yeah, yeah he yeah, plays he plays on Thursday. Night. I think he'll probably end up being active.
2: I don't see I think, I think this we is, would know about it already if he was gonna be out.
1: Right.
2: In my mind, this is all a um uh side you know, look over here for, at these back and ankle injuries we've said on the injury
1: report because he had an actual concussion and they didn't want anyone to know about it. I was going to say, it's funny thing about two is as backs located actually in his head Yes, <laughs> where his injury is. and his ankle is in his neck. Yeah, it's, exactly. And so that the NFL can keep running that commercial
0: about how they've reduced concussions, like X amount yeah. of percent year over year. It's like, well, yeah, he's a back injury ankle and stuff. Um, in another injury, Dalvin cook shoulder Day to day, I was reading that he was supposed to be wearing a harness and he's going to try to play Sunday morning in London the same harness he wore last year and seemed to have success with. But the Madison rumors, as they always do when Cook is dinged up, are taking over. So, um, everybody wants to start Madison this week. I just don't know if if, if Dalvin Cook's on the field, I don't think he can play Madison. I don't think it's worth it.
2: Yeah, agreed. I would agree. Okay. And at a certain point, if Dalvin Cook is out and Madison is like playing more, like like off to the sidelines. You have to think, if you played in a sling last year, at what point do you look and go, I, I think I might need to get the surgery. Right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: It's
1: a good point.
0: Another uh, day-to-day news, we've got David Montgomery with an ankle and a knee injury. That took him out of the game last week, and you saw Khalil Herbert have an explosion. Um, if he plays again, that limits Khalil Herbert. It's tough to start either one, really. Uh, if he, if he's active, he's probably in your lineup though, with what he's given you tricky part is knee and ankle, you know, one awkward tackle, he's out for the game again. And then Herbert's back in. So I think that one's a little dice but, uh, I guess you gotta kind of monitor that. If he, if he starts logging full practices, Thursday, Friday, I think I think you make your decision based on that. Um, it's really the only way to do it. Who the, who do, uh, Chicago play this week? We know off the top of our heads
4: uh, giants. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. I'd probably play both of them since the giants suck.
1: Um, <laughs>
4: Oh, the yeah but i mean it's the bears like it, yeah, they suck, they're yeah. just as
1: bad like why the hell did not put them out there we we just don't know what defenses are really good in the nfl yet like in this like this early in the season like there's a few that we definitely know are good but the bears defense might be good and the giants defense actually might be the, pretty decent too
4: giants have been sneaky like right. that's a defense i might stream if i'm playing a league this week against the bears
0: And you saw some of their defensive backs against uh, Dallas make some nice plays. I mean, like whether or not the defense as a whole is good, it's like if the individual position groups are playing well. And I don't care that it's Danny Jones or anybody else like those plays. They're still made by those athletes and they can make those against anybody. So I think that's I think that's a good point. Um, You know, don't put too much stock in it, but put some stock in in the right ones. The, the problem is that like, like Buffalo came out like a wagon and then they struggled against Miami, but they were missing all of their
1: defensive backs. So right. yeah, what do you do? At, at, some point, all, there. at some point, all of us idiots are going to have to start someone regardless of injuries. Yeah, <laughs> have exactly. To make a decision. <laughs> yeah, no, it won't matter at that point. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would, I
2: would want Monty to be out if I'm a Herbert owner. Oh I'd uh, yeah. say like, if I had both, you know what I right. mean? That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys just want some clarity. Right. Both, um, um, and both teams, both defenses. By the way, I did look it up; in the top ten for rushing yards against. Right.
1: Oh, okay. All Sneaky right. Good. good.
4: They're crazy. Uh, We're talking about the Giants
1: being like two and one and a good defense. Yeah. Like <laughs> first round draft picks inside the top fifteen really add up over ten years. So they should. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> consistently.
4: <laughs> One's got to hit. One's got to hit. And
1: they don't even have
0: uh,
2: Leonard Williams out there right, right
0: now. Still hurt, so they could even get better. Sorry. Um,
2: I I I read that wrong. there. the bottom ten against the run. <laughs> they top ten each, though in against the pass. There
4: you go. That's against a, the pass. Oh, yeah, like I Dota was saying, money. the <laughs> cornerbacks <laughs> look no good. Shot.
2: As I was saying, uh, against, all right, let's, yeah. Move. Yeah. let's move on
4: to the Lions. Oh wait, no, line. I was
2: wrong again. No, I'm just kidding.
4: <laughs> I thought you were serious. That Turn was like off podcast. The I'm just I was about trying to derail this podcast so
3: bad. Wow,
0: god bitches. Can we get to the Lions? DeAndre Swift. He has a shoulder sprain. It's been tossed around that he might sit out until after the bye week, which is week six for them. So that's a two week absence plus the bye. Jamal Williams was probably the biggest waiver spend of the week for your leagues if you if you uh do fab budget in in your particular league. I mean, I saw him, I think he went forty eight in in red dogs. I bid forty, didn't get him. But um I think the the upswing here is that Jenny Swift is out, Jamal Williams subs in if that is the case. I think it's still kind of up in the air. We haven't got a confirmation that Swift is definitely out. But if he is, Jamal Williams is already RB7. So he had some standalone value already. People were thinking he instantly slots in and becomes even better. Whether that's true or false, I don't know. I don't think we'll know until they're on the field. But they play Seattle this week. So certainly worth monitoring the situation. If you can get Jamal Williams or buy Jamal Williams, you're probably buying him at a premium. But he might be a good little addition to your roster. Yeah. Everybody's yep. in agreement. Yeah. Okay, everybody's he's, nodding their heads. He's good. <laughs> yeah, He's, he's good. pretty good. <laughs> he's a yeah. good runner of the football. I, I,
4: I think he was only available in our Vampire League out of all the leagues that yeah, I'm in. Was, so he, well, he was already like 61 plus percent owned. So uh, I wish you had him in any league. But it's I don't. a top-tier
1: handcuff. He has been since he's joined the league. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: yeah even in Green Bay, it was, it was more of the same. Like when he got the opportunity, he usually capitalized as well. So... Hopefully more hard Detroit. knocks this year.
2: So everyone, everyone's He's an incredibly in likable guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, easy, easy to like the dude. Um, Jarvis Landry has a foot issue. MT has a toe issue. Both injuries, not considered serious. I think we see them, uh, on the field this week. And then I tossed in Joey Bosa. He's going to be out for a while with a groin injury. Uh, they said that they expect him back this season, but it's serious enough. Um, to keep him out for a while. And that's another hit to a charger defense that really hasn't lived up to the billing that they received at the beginning
2: of the year is this hyper elite defense. Nope. You want to know what is a bigger hit on that team? That's not a fantasy player. Rashawn Slater is on the IR.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. They're starting too, right?
2: tackle. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All massive, here. massive difference for that offensive line from 2019. So you're to saying 2020, it's to 2020, any
4: better for Eckler.
1: I don't. I don't. Yeah, I would say.
2: Yeah, that's
1: rough. Yeah, uh, that's too they, bad. They're as snake bit of a team in the NFL at injury so far that we've seen. I mean, they've King been there Allen. all over the board. So King King Allen, yeah. Uh, yeah,
2: as long as I've been alive, this team gets hurt. Yeah, and, Mike and Williams
1: shit. at some point soon is
4: going to happen. Does every year? Hey, Derwin James done. is, is pretty much a guarantee. he will see Derwin
0: James go down at some point or other. Um, he got paid. He's fine. They always. Like, they always have cornerback injuries. JC Jackson's not even back yet. Uh well,
2: hey, there's one right here next on next to the line. <laughs> yeah. Keenan Allen.
0: Um Keenan yeah. Allen. Keenan Allen expected to practice this week, which is good. Uh he's dealing with a multi-week hammy issue, so theoretically he comes back. He was close to playing last week, so I'd expect him to be on the field this week. But um again, the hammies, we, we say it all, all the time. Uh, they flare up quickly. They stick with you for a while, and in one wrong move, and he's back out, sitting on the sideline, and you get a zero in your wide receiver spot. So certainly something to monitor. I just think if he's active, he ends up in your starting lineup, no matter what your team looks like. It's tough to put an active Keenan Allen. Daz, you keep cutting out. Oh, okay. I eyeing a week five return. Oh, I'm I'm cutting out. have a home little home? bit, yeah, something. Yep, gonna get off my head. Wi-Fi here. Mom, the meatloaf. <laughs> <love. laughs> I'm on dial up out here, freaking middle of nowhere, pepper.
4: Roll. Piece of shit.
1: So, uh, what was the
4: last thing you said?
1: Yeah, we need Dak. That's oh, the next
0: one. Was just, yeah, okay. Dak is the next one. um Week five return. Hopefully, he makes it back. Uh, but Cooper Rush has been serviceable, beyond serviceable. He's been decent.
1: Yeah, Dak shouldn't
4: rush it for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I got, uh, pun intended. Oh, because Cooper Rush. Yeah. There you go. Oh, <laughs> <Nailed it. laughs>
2: didn't catch that at all. Um, I, I don't think that, that Cooper Rush has been very favorable to fantasy football, though, unless you're a Noah <laughs> Brown fan. <laughs> CD pop last week, he started to get on the right page. That's yeah, that CD and it almost an end looked end like, zone. yeah, I mean, it was just that. I mean, if it wasn't for the that touchdown. Uh, and well, I think he had one other catch after that. I mean, he would have been looking terrible after that. Well, you also have to factor that
0: CD CD dropped a what, 40, 40 yard touchdown, touchdown. Okay. touchdown and
1: that's seen his red problem. basket. And that's yeah. his problem so, right now. So, but the the thing with CD that's good news is that when the game was on the line, the ball went to his hands, which means that they right, they true. want, they want him to have the ball when it matters. Like, and Mike he also has 80 yards this week 75 yards last week like anyone worried about CD Lamb I would say relax it'll come
2: it's coming. it's coming
1: I'm just I'm I I don't
2: like the people t- saying Cooper Rush is fine and and not not to bring back Dak I think it's a now for everyone yeah. yeah. with <laughs>
4: yeah I mean Cooper Rush yeah they they've won games that look his stats are shit like I want. I good. want Dak
2: back, not just because he's one of my quarterbacks, but because he's it's, good for... It's, for Michael Gallup is coming back soon, too. I want <laughs> I don't want Michael Gallup to have to catch passes from Cooper Rush. I want it to be Dak. I want them to get on the same page and hit the ground running.
1: Yeah, oh,
0: I, I agree. I'm just concerned that you bring Dak back early and he re-injures that thumb and you're right back to Cooper Rush. So take your time. Keep winning games. Well, keep as... throwing CD Lamb the ball 11 or 12 times a game. We'd I think
2: it. I think is, is with, with a hand injury, yeah, sure. With quarterbacks, it's an issue. But, I mean, you can go out anytime with a concussion. Look at T. Higgins. The guy's had two in two weeks or two in three weeks. You know, it's it's going to happen if you're going to get injured. It's, you can't, can't stop it just because you were previously hurt. I just mean if you can't grab a football because you have
0: stitches from your surgically repaired thumb in your hand, you should probably wait until it's fully healed.
2: No, I, say, I You tear I say those you... out,
0: you get a ligament issue, you'll never play football again.
2: My coach told me one time, he took a took a uh, hammer and broke his own thumb and crooked it so that he could uh, hold something better. Hold hold the discus better. So that's what you're going to do, Dak. <laughs> Sounds like a psycho. Is that Sandy Ruggles? <laughs> that, was, that was Wolcott? That
4: was Wolcott.
2: Yeah. I took a hammer and broke my middle finger so I could hold the discus better. <laughs>
1: So I could be a gym teacher for the rest of my life. It's <laughs> <laughs> not much that adds up to breaking
0: your finger to add grip strength, but well, there's, there's that. Uh, <laughs> oh, it makes so much sense. It's we'll just science. Along. It's yeah. science. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. I'm not a science guy. Uh, Zach Wilson is expected back in week four for the jets. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, it puts all of the jets receivers and running backs and everybody into wait and see mode for me because I saw what they had with Joe Flacco. And I haven't seen really much of anything with Zach Wilson outside of what Elijah Moore did last year, but you've got a lot more guys there this year and mouths to feed and people. We all wanted to see doing well. And they really kind of were doing at least okay. And some very good up until last week. I mean,
2: yeah. Look, big bad. monkey wrench. Yeah. Well, old Joe Flacco is elite now. So that's, <laughs> that's, this is where we draw the line with Zach Wilson coming back. We have elite Joe now. That yeah. it's just tricky you have to play
0: zach wilson with what you put into him for draft capital but does he hurt your offense across the
1: board i guess it's to wait and see i guess we've seen like kind of average quarterbacks do well when they're surrounded with really good talent and maybe they just, just have a lot of good wide receiver talent right now like Derek wilson looks legit like <laughs> we liked yes. elijah moore last year like tyler conklin probably going to be just fine you know like At least he has weapons that's good. High floor. I mean, I'm sorry, high ceiling, low floor with Zach Wilson. You just you really don't know.
0: Yeah, Corey Davis for that matter has not been bad either. Corey Davis, yeah. He's good.
1: I like him. You know who has
0: been bad? CJ Ozoma. Fuck you. Ruined my dart throw.
4: (laughs)
1: He's been hurt
0: too. He's been hurt. (laughs) Yeah, but his revenge game doesn't even show up. One one point.
4: (laughs) Killing me. That's a bad dart throw. And then in hilarious (laughs) news, Kenny Galladay still sucks. Uh, giants willing to eat a large chunk of his salary to, to trade him, and still he's not traded. Like he's probably pissed because, like, I I I think we talked last week. Like, you know what? I'm gonna unfollow people. I'm gonna get cut. I'm gonna go to the Bucks. The Bucks are like, hey, I'll just sign Cole Beasley. <laughs> like, where's he gonna go to have any value? If he's not gonna get any value with the Giants, I think he's just completely done. Or he might not even have been there in the first place. Stafford was just th- that good in Detroit.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think I was saying earlier, like Stafford should get a medal of valor just for making us believe Kenny Galladay was relevant at all.
2: You know, I owe Matt Stafford probably like a five paragraph apology. <laughs> the time the time about uh time Dave. with a guy named David Blau. <laughs> um, Take it over for Stafford. T- t- turns out uh
4: Stafford had a really rough David <laughs> Elite Blau, best to ever do it. Yep, you know, he's he's still on a team. Is he is he on the lions still? Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. How do,
2: yeah, I think we talked about every every he left week. he left the Vikings because they they wanted to designate him to practice squad. He said, Screw you guys, I'm going somewhere else. <laughs> to be fair, he could take over
0: for Kirk Cousins, and I wouldn't even be able to tell the difference at this point.
2: <laughs> well, the last two weeks, yeah.
4: Um, all right, getting to hole and folds. I think Tom might jump on in a bit. At some point might it. hear him. So um if you hear A hey, doing in the middle of this, it's Tom. <laughs> um all right, so we'll get to the biggest one. Uh DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, hold or fold. I think it's easy with the Robbie um being a fold for me. Uh DJ Moore is still a big hold for me, but I think it's something we have to talk about. Um Derek, I'll let you start with it first. I know you're a huge DJ Moore fan. Big.
1: Big DJ Moore fan. I think he's going to be just fine in dynasty, but in redraft, I mean, you can't cut him like you're not going to fold him like
4: he's on the field 98% of the time,
1: like, yeah, but I do think that Baker, like Baker is a grim reaper for wide receiver ones. Like, I don't know if he's ever had a wide receiver one in his career. Uh, throwing the ball like an actual top 12 wide receiver in his well he career.
2: has had one he hasn't <laughs> used them <laughs> no, no, i mean like made a fantasy made one gotcha. yeah right? obj so like,
1: jarvis
4: weren't there
2: yeah jarvis um, went over there like and it was almost a given that he was going to be the guy and then all of a sudden no he started throwing it around to i think it was a couple of the
1: tight ends that he had um but like when you watch carolina play one i think carolina will like, will be decent. I think they're going to be over 500 this year. Like, I think they're a pretty good team, but I just don't get how Baker limits an offense with DJ Moore and Christian McCaffrey so much. Like, Christian McCaffrey's not getting more than six targets a game. Like, I just don't get Baker at all. <laughs> so, I think like in redraft, you, you have to hold DJ Moore, but you probably can't start him at this point. You can't start him until you see it, at least. And Robbie Anderson's a pretty easy fold.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything you said. Uh, Anderson definitely a fold. That's not even a conversation. And then more, I mean, I think talent alone, he's impossible to fold. Um, production is lacking right now, but six targets consistently. If that gets ramped up even a little bit, maybe they just get some more favorable favorable game scripts or something. Um, I don't know. I could see more doing a lot better. I, I had him projected as a sneaky wide receiver one candidate, but you know that top twelve wide receiver spot this year. And it just hasn't come to fruition at all, which is unfortunate.
4: I mean, again, I would never cut him. He's been one of the most consistent guys every single year. And again, to start this year, six targets at every game. The first two games, three for 43, three for 43. He's consistent, but he's not, you know, you want to see 10 targets a game. You want to see five to six receptions for like 95 yards. Maybe like, that's a little too much, but um. <laughs> I'll take then, it though. That's what I want to see. Yeah.
1: Then you also like look at Carolina and like they have, they lost their first two games by two points and then three points. Like they're in those games, but like, if they can't get the ball to their stars, they're not going to, they're not going to win those games. Like they got to scheme up getting the ball to their stars. DJ Moore needs to get a more Christian McCaffrey needs to get on the outside more, but catching balls. Like you do that, you, you probably win both those games.
2: You yeah, also I mean, have the added factor of poor coaching because it's a, it's an absolute given what, we, what we've what we seen. They ran on NFL Network and the whole their tip and plays. Matt Rule has not proved to be a good offensive mind in the NFL in the three seasons that he's been a head coach. At that time, you would expect some sort of improvement. Hell, even John Grunin had showed improvement at times as an offensive uh, you know, maneuverer. It just hasn't happened with the rule and I think that it's it's hurting. It's hurting Baker. It's hurting the rest of the offense. It's it's Denver Broncos and Daniel Hackett right now. There's not much that you you can do when you're limited in, in your room that the, the coaches put you in. And I yeah. did want to mention I looked it up. Jarvis Landry was the closest to
1: wide receiver one that Baker ever had. He was wide receiver 13 on the year. Ah, that's close. Very yeah. close. <laughs> And DJ Moore has always been better than Jarvis Landry every year he's ever played football. I'll just 100%. Yes. <laughs> and
3: uh,
1: like
0: to the dynasty point, too, DJ Moore is like a sneaky 25 years old. You, are, you cannot move him in dynasty. Oh, yeah.
2: No, you day don't day. move him. You don't move him in dynasty. It's just, it's, just, it's just rough. Um, redraft, you just go back deep into your book, see who's ever talked to you about DJ Moore before, and wait for a good week and sell it to that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One cool. week and sell him. Uh, let's move on to another one, Brandon Cooks.
1: Hold. He's
2: Cold. A hold, them.
1: hold. They they yeah. can't be that bad on offense for the rest of the year, right? I, I mean it's <laughs> a,
4: it it's the same thing as DJ Moore. I mean, not as talented, but he's getting the targets. He's on the field, he's just not connecting with Davis Mills yet. Yeah. Yeah. He had a fine it, it, week one, but that's about it.
2: And a little bit of me thinks that it's a a little slow uh turnaround with with the new coaching staff there as well. Um But I do know when I watched the game, Davis Mills, it was the Chicago Bears-Texans game, and I have so many negative notes about Justin Fields, but I did have a couple positive things to say about Davis Mills that he actually did show good decision-making and had awareness in the pocket. So I think it's going to come together because, honestly, Davis Mills is very underrated.
1: Um, It's just going to have to take a little bit of time for them to gel in the new offense. To that point on Davis Mills, I think, like, when you see quarterbacks that throw straight line ropes on out routes and seam routes, like that's like, when you're like, Oh, this guy has an arm and Davis mills can really sling it. Like those, those balls come out with a zip and like, it looks like an NFL ball. It's like, it's what we don't see from Mac Jones yet. Right. If we could see Mac Jones throw those 10 yard outs or those 15 yard ends on straight lines, that'd be great.
0: Yeah. Big Davis mills guy. Um, Brandon cooks. I just think, Targets snap percentage. He's on the field top wide receiver there. We've seen him do in the past, even with inferior quarterbacks, he's done. He's done great. So I'm not folding him yet. I'll wait. He'll be a guy. He would be a guy too, that I hold too long, but he'll be on my team till mid season. If I'm, if I'm currently owning him,
4: my like OBJ of like three years ago, yep, <laughs> right. can't drop me out of the Arab <laughs> of last year. Um, Tommy Tortuga is on now. Tom, do you want to take the next one? Nine Hines.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you fold the shit out of Naheem Hines. That's <laughs> that's what you do. You you fold him. Even if um, you're a JT? Even if you're a JT. Honor. I mean, listen, here, here's the thing, right? Like, Naheem <laughs> Hines came into the year. They talked about getting him more involved in the offense, getting him, you know, in, in that passing role. And... He was supposed to have standalone value. If he doesn't have standalone value, what's it make, like, why does anybody think that he could be a backup to JT? You know what I mean? So it's like Matt Ryan looks like shit. The, the Colts don't look good overall on offense. I mean, Michael Pittman's a bright spot, but, like, he was hurt. And then he, you know, so, yeah, I, I mean, you fold him. You have better options. I mean, Dubes, Dorch, like, there's all these dudes out there that you drop Naheem Hines for 100%.
2: Do you think if j is he still like a you know, he's still a handcuff to JT if you know, if you're the JT owner? I don't think so. I mean,
3: like Naheem Hines has never been that type of player, right? Like Naheem Hines is on the Colts as a pass catching specialist, he's not being used as the pass catching specialist. So, JT goes down, what's us, you know, why do we think all of a sudden that's going to change? It's just there's just going to be another guy, and I don't, I don't even know who's next up. I mean, it's Philip Lindsay, I think they, they brought back, but yeah, J, if, if JT goes down, like there is a point with the handcuff piece, like do you even want this guy? You know what I mean? Like to have a handcuff, just to have a handcuff is stupid, right? Like if you don't have the Alexander Madison's of the world, the Jamal Williams, you know, and like Craig Reynolds is, the, do you really want that guy? No, you don't. And that's how I feel so when he Hines. if he can't be a pass catcher, then let him go. Yeah, there's a, there's a real
0: world that Deion Jackson takes over the JT role and Naheem Hines stays Naheem Hines, which sucks. If if, right. if you are the JT holder and you held on to and you wasted a roster spot, JT goes down and then you're like, oh, Naheem Hines, and then Dion Jackson goes for 20 carries one week and you just it's, fold your whole team.
2: It sounds very similar to like Derrick Henry and, and his backup uh, uh, Haskins and and, yeah. and Hilliard is actually just a pass-catching back. You mean, you mean
3: Dontrell right. and Hilliard.
2: Hilliard is just a pass-catching back. <laughs>
3: I mean it killed him True. last year, but anyway, besides the point, like, yeah,
2: exactly. No, it's not, I don't think it is the same. I think you're right. Um, I think we could move on. Uh Alan Robinson. Um I mean he's he had some issues, but I I I think you hold on to him in, in, in my mind. I mean, he had those two bad drops right right around Drop the end. Touchdown. Zone. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, bad, so bad. Don't cold. don't him and Cup did. Both Don't quite did. know what's going on with Allen Robinson right now. Um, thought it was his quarterbacks in the past, but we've what we've seen now is Stafford is is wide receiver proof. So Allen Robinson should be doing fine.
4: Maybe he's yeah, more I mean, not saying he's washed, but maybe he is not the A Rob from two years ago. Like maybe last year was a sign he's definitely lost a step.
1: I think you hold him though, because I think the Rams get going. Oh, I think the Rams are. Oh yeah,
3: yeah.
4: I'm still hold.
1: They're like in neutral. That offense feels like it's in neutral. Like Stafford hasn't been great. Like (laughs) Cooper Cup's been Cooper Cup, but I mean he scored touchdown because he ran the ball last week. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like good. Like uh, Stafford has five picks and four touchdowns. Like. Sure, we want Stafford to throw interceptions. It's, he's good at that, right? He's slinging the ball, but
4: <laughs> but it's got to throw some not touchdowns. More than touchdowns.
1: <laughs> no, not uh, more no. than touchdowns, right? They just like it. Just feels like they're still figuring out like Cam makers being back too. It felt like they really force fed him last week because they felt like the game was in hand. Like it just feels like there's almost like a lack of confidence on offense, but on that team for no reason. Yeah. And I think
0: I expect more out of McVeigh to get this team going offensively. They have the talent there. And I do think Alan Robinson is just <clears throat> pressing a little bit thinking he has to prove so much out there that he's kind of in his head too much about it. I want to see a sports psychologist or something, but um, I'm holding him. His, his snap percentage is well over 90%. He's close to 95%. So if he's out there that much, the ball has got to come his way. I mean, eventually teams have to take Cooper cup out of the equation and Allen Robinson is a beautiful option to have as, as somebody else to throw the ball to. It can't always be Tyler Higby. Mm-hmm.
3: Nope. Yeah, and, and real quick on, on Robinson, right? Like we were talking about Woods and and if I could have jumped in on the DJ Moore conversation, I would have, right? But like something has to give, right? We just said this about Robert Woods last week. Like the offense is stalling. It's not dominant. And you're talking about, you know, the the Rams who have a dominant offense. Like something does have to give. On that note, I feel like we're gonna be talking about Allen Robinson because Skaronix snap percentage and targets are insane. Like, and I don't know if that's a talent thing or what, like or not a talent thing, a scheme thing. But yeah, it's uh I would be concerned if I'm an A Rob owner, but you can't you can't put him to free agency. He's a Cooper right?
1: Cup decoy. He looks just like, like he's
3: he's getting targets on <laughs> that's a
1: scary thing. But, like, you expected to see him play the backside OBJ role where he's run that backside dig when they run flood zones on the right. Like, and that's, like, where OBJ killed teams down the stretch last year it was backside one-on-one getting open, like, when they hit man. But I think the other thing that's been killing offenses across the league is there is so much zone coverage going on, and teams just feel, like, really flustered. With, like, Patrick Mahomes, I forget the stat, but – he played cover three, like he played against cover three all week last week and he didn't torch it. And I don't understand why Patrick Mahomes should torch cover three whenever he sees it. But like, I feel like the zone coverage in the NFL has gotten really good and teams just haven't figured it out, but they'll get there. Like, and if they're going to run zone against the Rams, like later in the season, they're going to torch them.
0: Yeah, it could be early offense or early year offense growing pains too. The receivers aren't sitting in the right spot, the bubbles in the zone, whatever it is. I I'm not sure exactly, but you know who does know? NFL coaches. They'll figure it out. Yeah. Like you said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. We go Elijah Moore. Jets wide receiver. Elijah Moore.
3: Yeah. You so I hate the Jets. I hate the Jets. I hate go the word. I, really? I, I like Well, and you know what sucks too? Like so, I'm in a couple of redraft leagues, punted tight end. I'm like, oh, Tyler Conklin, this will be great. And then I get the update. Oh, Zach Wilson. I was like, okay, we have a brand new Jets team, right? Like, <laughs> you have to hold Elijah Moore because Zach Wilson's going to be the quarterback, like not Joe Flacco anymore, which ruins Corey Day. You know what I mean? Like, it's a whole reset for the Jets org. So, you have to hold Elijah
1: yeah. Moore.
4: Yeah. If you've held him at this point, I
0: can't see you cut him now.
4: I mean, he had ten targets last week. That's oh, that I know it's I froze again. Oh yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry about it. We just skip right over you. Um, yeah, he had ten targets last week with uh, Flacco doing bad and like, I mean, again, like new offense next week. But even Flacco gonna look at him more times than not. So yeah, he he's a bit cold. Darno Mooney, I think we had him in last week, and I think last week we might have said hold for one more week to take a look at it.
1: I'm folding him fold. Yeah. I, I think that they have to throw the ball for you to catch it. So I think that is.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And you have to throw it accurately because eight of the 17 passes that Justin Fields had were only completed. Eight completions in an entire game, and that's not just that is so this bad. past week against You're the gets Houston first secondary.
1: It's <laughs> Houston. It's like the league's worst secondary. It's Ugh. almost like why isn't Chicago just seeing what they have in this guy? It's like they are automatically punting on the season with Justin Fields. Like it feels so Whoa. strange, but they're so two and one. They're it was two and one. <laughs> yeah. Almost every single play, and I was
2: watching the all twenty-two was a man coverage against Fields, and he still couldn't do anything with it. They yeah. couldn't do,
1: Mooney should be torching of man coverage or even torching man coverage, or that he should be able to just run the ball off the side, like man coverage, running quarterbacks eat man coverage, right? Like everyone's right. manned up, like <laughs> just he had, 40, he had
2: 47 rushing yards, but it was also broken plays that he he's just he lacks awareness it's just it's not something that i want to be tied to right now uh even the one cole commit catch that i was actually kind of happy to see it was <laughs> so i'm won pretty, three games i was <laughs> i he's saw back. it and it was <laughs> it was a joke he didn't even mean to throw it to him <laughs> <laughs> so to, overthrow it to another guy
4: hey every catch counts
1: there is uh, worse than him. being a pass fan right now. It's called being a Bears fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: and they, and that's they have a category. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So is he a full for all of us? I think yeah, that's yeah. the yeah. consensus. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on Kenneth Gangwell. I think this is pretty easy. I, I think he's a piece of fold fold. Yep.
0: Yeah, but yeah,
4: no, I, I can't fold him cause he's a sleeper of, of the year. So I have to eat that and lose <laughs> for five straight weeks before I fold him.
1: Hey, Just, you yeah. didn't know that the that the Philadelphia Eagles would be up by twenty by halftime in every single one of their games to start the season. <laughs> That's
4: no true. But what but what, what I did know and I ignored is Jalen Hurts is going to take every fucking touchdown away from everyone. <laughs> yeah, they look, they <laughs> I was
2: really I was surprised by Juan. Miles Sanders' usage because they were trickling away from him last year. and Then all of a sudden this year he's earned it back. So you got to give him some credit. Yeah,
4: yeah. It, it's it's Sanders' backfield. However you want to take that, but it's only him Boston Scott a little bit, Game Well, what 15% snaps? Bye. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I and you know, I, I'm kind of shocked at how much the Eagles are passing the ball, too. Like that was one thing I did not expect them to do. Like, I really thought we were gonna see like more pistol and RPO play. There it's like Jalen Hurts is just chucking the ball around and he's got no problem doing it, right? So, like, why stop? And that's why I think you have to fold Gainwell because right now, unless Miles Sanders gets hurt, he's useless. Like
2: yeah. Right.
4: And his biggest thing was, oh, well, Miles will get, you know, the attempts, Gainwell is a clear cut passing back, which I believe too. And that's not the case either. So it's like, you can't, if he's on scoring touchdown, he's not, he's, yeah, I'm done with him. It sucks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Ashton Doolin, Holderfold. Oh, yeah.
2: Quick. Now that Pierce and uh uh Pittman are back, there's really no point.
0: I don't care so much about Pierce, but now that Pittman's back, I'm out. I'm folding
1: yeah. Doolin.
4: Oh, yeah. God, his yeah. percentage plummeted. Yeah, as yeah. a fold.
1: Yeah, I oh, think yeah. you you see this in wide receiver in the NFL is that like there is there is almost a handcuff to your ex-wide receiver, and Doolin is the handcuff to Pittman. If Pittman goes down again, Doolin's probably relevant.
4: Oh, but, yeah. Like, He's a huge... Waver out again,
1: but he's not going to slide into the slot because Pittman's back. That just doesn't it doesn't work that way, right? Like, it doesn't mean that he's got a spot, like, he has to play the Pittman role and he will only be relevant if Pittman's out,
4: right? Like, yeah. it, it it is funny because everyone's like, Oh, so now Pittman's back now. Now he is now dueling just steps over to the other side. It's like, Well, no, that's not the offense, that's not right. why he's right. there. <laughs> like, well, so, so, yeah, I
3: mean, I thought the dueling thing, and, and sorry, Daz, I okay. thought the dueling thing was just he outplayed alec pierce like that's almost what i'm more concerned about is they just like straight up were like nope you play and like derek you said he's the handcuffed to michael pittman you play one position and only one position and that's it i think he's a talented guy but like shit you gotta be on the field to get fantasy (laughs) Mm -hmm. points so like you know when you see that snap percentage go way down after you know alec pierce and pittman come back well
0: thank you yeah yeah and then i was gonna add completely different team similar situation i was asking questions earlier today or maybe it was yesterday about what happens for the cowboys in a similar situation when michael gallup does come back do you instantly fold or sit noah brown despite how effective he's been or what because does gallup just immediately assume every single target that brown has or are can you have three wide receivers out there and have all three be effective i'm
1: not sure i think the, the Cowboys really we- stupid yeah, the Cowboys All are right. dumb, but ideally I think you move CD to the slot way more. And like that's where he I think is the best. It's like when he's coming out, like he's closer to to the middle of the field, but I don't know. The Cowboys like Tom said they're they're stupid. They'll find yeah. a way to mess it. <laughs> yeah. God, I hate Mike McCarthy so damn much. <laughs> he's so, he's just an idiot. Like
3: this is the difference between Indy and and like Frank Reich as a smart calculated man? Mike McCarthy's just like at the roulette table, like fuck it, let's see what <laughs> happens.
2: The worst. so uh, Jerry I Jones sucks. picks his head coaches He's at the roulette table, right? Uh,
3: I need, I needed CD to catch that. Yeah, you did, you bitch. Lost a lost a matchup because of that. All right, yeah, to me. Let's move the move King on. Somehow, somehow this became a, a CD uh, Cowboys discussion. It- Catch-
1: no, I- I- on the list. Sorry, no, no
4: Cowboys on, on this list. By the way,
1: I'll find a way to get back to CD. Don't worry, yeah. CD and Depot, Those conversations are coming. <laughs>
4: Uh, all right, holding full. Debo Samuel. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Kenneth Walker. I I know we talked about this last week, but we have two other guys on here. Um, I guess you can add Rashad Penny in here first, but
2: Walker for me is a is a fold. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not it's not close. I think I think maybe you get some surprise uh, coming soon because Travis Homer got an IR, and and maybe one of the two, Walker or Penny, takes off. Um, because he was, add, you know, adding in in snaps that were way higher than you would expect to get a thirty percent snap share, um, but outside of that, it's you don't know who it is, and it's uh, Seattle Seahawks run game right now. It's just not good.
0: Yeah, I would I think, say you mentioned Penny though. If you are still holding Penny, you're probably still holding Penny. Seventy percent snap share, seven points last week, and a juicy matchup against Detroit.
1: Yeah, Clark, I think Kenneth you, Walker. No, I think right. you do, but I think like. It's just weird because it feels like Seattle, again, doesn't have an identi- identity in their run game, which is supposed to be their bread and butter. And it's like, it's impossible to predict exactly what's going to happen because, like, in four weeks, Kenneth Walker could be, like, the out of the week and be their starting guy. And he yep. like, just like, don't know. But I think at this point, with, like, just the way that there's so many middle-tier guys that are scoring points, like, you can't just continue to hold someone hoping that they're going to play, like, when they're just rolling out five running backs in a <laughs> given game. It's like... It's insane what they're doing in Seattle.
4: It's hard to start any one of them.
3: Yeah. You know, and historically, too, like with rookie running backs, they really never became prevalent until, you know, later on in the season, too, right? So, like, at some point, Walker might be the guy there. But, like, unless you're Jonathan Taylor, Najee Harris, like some of these bigger names, I would say, like, the last two years are probably more of an anomaly um, you know, or or the rule, or the exception instead of the rule. But the the rule for a very long time in fantasy football is rookie running backs didn't come on until later in the season if they were going to be anything. So I mean, you can keep your eye on him, but like you can't you can't start him. That's that's kind of where mm-hmm. I start getting with these guys. And like even with Sharp, Rashard Penny, sure you can hold him, but you can't start him. And if he's on your roster, you're losing out on the Jamal Williams. You're losing out on the, the Romeo Dobbs, the, you know, Greg Dorch. I mean, he's hurt. So he might, he might be yeah. nothing, but you know what I mean? Like you're losing out on players just by holding bad offensive running backs. Why, why do it? Yeah. I'd fold them both.
2: It's, it's, Cause it's fun. And they're rookies. Yeah. That's why you do. You do take a lot of
0: <laughs> uh, league composition into into account, though. Like our Red Dog League, you you won't see Rashad Penny ever drop because it's so scarce out on the, someone, way of the wire. Someone someone
2: will need a flex to Somebody get seven points
0: just to just to survive. But like if you're playing a spots. right, if you're playing a ten-team league with you know five or six bench spots, you're like these none of these guys are on your roster. They're not even. Yeah, I don't
2: them. I don't want to go in knowing I'm getting seven points out of a guy because that's I mean really all he's done. All right. There you
4: have it. Uh, Tom Brady, next one. Yeah, I'm going to fold Tom Brady. I know
0: it's an unpopular opinion in, in a lot of, uh, spheres here, but, um, he, 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 hasn't, he hasn't <laughs> played well enough this year and he's got a tough matchup. Uh, we, st- we know he's getting Mike Evans back. I don't know that he's getting Chris Godwin or anybody else back for that matter. Um, I just can't have a guy that I'm going to start in my quarterback position where I expect 20 plus points. To be competitive each week if i don't get that i'm at a disadvantage and i think i can find somebody else that's not tom brady not doesn't have such clout behind their name but has a better matchup this week and i'll start them instead and you and, okay, and i never and I, and I never carry two quarterbacks in a one quarterback league i just want i
1: won't do it so if you're in a two quarterback league you obviously like there's no folding quarterbacks pretty much at any point yep, right? no. but like yeah i mean but you have to start talking about the conversation of like Do you start Jimmy Garoppolo over Tom Brady? We're back to Pat's, uh, circa five years ago. (laughs) Oh boy. When we get to a two quarterback league, Tom's
0: right on that cusp. And then I'm going not name, but purely talent. And I expect him to bounce back the same way in our two quarterback. I kept playing Matt Ryan, even after those first two weeks. And
1: he kind of sort of bounced back. (laughs) But we'll give that one more week. Should we Should we do a shotgun bet? Tom Brady hits over 30 touchdown passes this year. You I was going to say 20 points this week. What, what, but... <laughs> what's, what's he at right now?
4: <laughs> like three or three? four? Three.
1: I think it's three. <laughs> yeah, it might not oh, even be man.
4: three, oh, to be honest. Oh. Does he
1: have 27 touchdowns left? In the He's three. The in three.
4: Yeah. He's got three
0: total. That's, that's only two a game.
1: So, the other thing that's really <laughs> it's still You still a pretty good head start, <laughs> so, though. It's only two a game yeah i'll do it just just a shotgun but yeah i'll do that screw it who cares there we go um the other funny thing about tom brady is like his the only injury that he has is his ring finger which is like pretty hilarious considering (laughs) the circumstances of his marriage (laughs) give that ring back no ow it's like his ring finger is injured it's like yeah we know we read the tabloids (laughs)
3: did you see the um,
4: i saw a meme of like last week when um they face the pack because it's like, all right, the loser has to call their family after the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And fantastic. you see Brady on the sideline, like, like just as like, head down and Roger's smiling, like it's still have to do with, with my fucking family. Uh, I'm so
1: scared about his kisses
4: later tonight, you know I what know. I mean? <laughs> uh, I'm holding Brady. I think it's an easier matchup than you said. That, was they are giving up around 20 points a game two quarterbacks so far this uh year and Casey Titten Bay prime time Super Bowl rematch from two years ago they get Mike Evans back he's been without Evans Godwin Julio pretty much all year Godwin Julio practiced practiced today in the limited basis so one or both should be back I I the, the second someone gives up on Tom Brady, he just proves everyone wrong. And I just, I'm i not going to I will not give up on Tom Brady.
1: He has us exactly yeah. where he wants us, baby. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Absolutely. He, sta- sinker. he staged the the uh, Marcus Lattimore uh, thing last week for <laughs> Evans to get suspended a week. Um, no, but I not so agree one- with I agree with Scott. I'm, I'm holding him and starting him.
0: One other interesting thing to, to just monitor, which I know will shift all of your opinions on start or sit. Is if this game is being played in the hurricane that's about to have Florida conditions, and they don't move it to Minnesota like they're talking about. If they play this game in Tampa, I know none of you are starting them.
2: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if it's anything they, like what we better saw last fucking week. move this game.
4: This is this is KC versus Tampa Bay. They- you you move this game to anywhere you can.
2: Think of all the primetime games they put on season this year and like how some of them like have been horrible because of like the injuries or like things or that the are the weather. Yeah. <laughs> and then now right. we got the weather.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Two of so the highest it, name yeah. recognition teams in the league are going to play in hurricane weather. That'd be dumb. <laughs> yeah.
4: All right. So there's Hold Fold. Um, next segment Buy low, sell high uh derek we'll start with you since you're uh first in the docket
1: okay so my buy, buy, my buy low is scrap heap by low i don't think you have to give anything here but my guy is Traylon burks and i think the reason why my guy is Traylon burks is you see a snap percentage increase tennessee can't be bad and i think he's clearly their best wide receiver like and there's like there's so many like middle tier wide receivers at least trail and burks gives you sky high upside and like i think that every team in fantasy football right now is just looking to maximize as many points as possible like this guy's a home run threat every time he touches the ball and hopefully by week four he's played himself into some sort of game shape right like like there is like if you ever played football like you know that you're not really in football game shape until about halfway through the season right so hopefully he's played himself into some decent shape and they get some creative ways to get him the ball because that Tennessee offense again doesn't have an identity they're they're like scrapping along but you can also get Draylon Burke probably off your waiver wire in most leagues so I went super low by low um but like he's I think he's a super good stash guy in every draft league. So he's not
4: available in any of my leagues and, and I was pissed off because if he was like a big ad of mine. This move, I'm going to be sneaky. Like, I was a week, two weeks behind that fucking career. Right. Like,
1: <laughs> I was way off on that. I mean, it was still like, you know, he's a first round wide receiver draft pick. First round pedigree does stand pretty tall, especially in the last few years. you look at the wide receivers that were drafted in the first round, they've all done really well. So hmm. I think that he's a great stash for any redraft week. All right. All
2: right. Uh, I hope you can hear me because I'm playing with my mute button. And I can't see the light. Um, mine is Leonard Fournette. Uh, that's my buy low. I have uh, a guy, we all have this guy here that's that's been flirting around double-digit fantasy points and hasn't really uh, broken through it outside of week one, but it was, um, you know, no touchdowns. The guy has his no touchdowns. Uh, we, all, we all know he's uh, not living up to his potential. Um, last week, he had the least amount of attempts that he had and only had 35 rushing yards, but he also had 35 receiving yards on the back of that with all of the other receivers hurt. Um, so it, his start to his year is not great, but I have to bring you back to the two times that he has gone over uh, 20 attempts. He has 21 and 24 rushing attempts. And there's not really many bell call backs in the NFL right now. And he is still one of them, uh, outside of the hurricane part of this, Kansas city is a decent matchup. They're in the middle of the pack. Same with Atlanta, which is week five. And then Pittsburgh has been given up a lot of points for all running backs all season. So his next three matchups look like something that he should be able to, uh, break through on, and uh, again, he, he's he's a bell cow that I think you really need to go after when, when people f-
1: feel a little bit down on a guy that drafted early. I like that one a lot. It's a good one.
0: Yeah, I, I like it better than mine. No, no, now I have to do mine, and I don't like it as much. Um, So my buy low is DeAndre Swift. I've got him in here, and it, uh, we talked about this before the podcast. It's probably tough to buy him low, even with the injury, even with him out for a while. So I kind of had to keyhole a, a very specific instance. But if he's sitting on a team – that is 0-3 or even 1-2, and 2 and they can't afford to take the next two losses because they don't have a lot of depth at running back, this is your opportunity to buy DeAndre Swift. That probably doesn't come up again unless he's more significantly injured. At least at this point, if you are a 3-0 and team and you can afford to even overspend for a guy who's going to sit on your bench for two weeks, he's a league winner if you add him at the right price. So DeAndre Swift is a guy I would be targeting. I would hope that you could maybe even spend for a wide receiver, you know, cross positions or, or maybe give this guy a fill-in running back to to kind of get him through the tide or through the uh, the tough tide ahead for the next two weeks where he's going to be out plus the bye week. So it's really like a three-week out if you're a Swift owner without Jamal Williams. Um, that'd actually be a perfect package, too. If you're holding Jamal Williams, you sell him to the Swift owner and, and try to receive something, uh, you know, back. But um, that's that's who I'm targeting this week. If you can, it's it's a tough sell, but – you got to find the guy in the right spot in your league. And usually that's the guy towards the bottom. Um, I also mentioned it, it helps out if you have uh, a big punishment for your fantasy football league that you can kind of pitch to that kid. Like, hey, man, you don't want to be doing a stand up comedy special in front of all of your friends and family. So you better
2: get out of last place and just take this trade so you can get a win under your belt. <laughs> that's all what right? I say. That's what I say. Ha. We can't find a stand-up comedy place to even go to. We
4: have one, Craig. The Barn Door and Pepper.
2: Sure you do.
4: Hey, did, did I mean, completely off subject. Did any of you guys go there when when, when Big Baby Glenn Davis
2: was there? No, I didn't.
1: Did not. he did cancel? He probably can.
4: I don't know.
2: I don't know. Um,
1: <laughs> Anyone right. going to go see Antonio Brown in Worcester? So No, I think he canceled, too. I think that was like last he week. He didn't oh, end geez. up coming. Oh, I did. know. I saw that on Barstool. Yeah, he did cancel. Yeah. Is there not enough tickets sold? I'm guessing <laughs> probably I mean. also, he probably didn't have any rap songs to rap, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he grab any, any. Uh, he's, dropping, he's selling mixtapes out of his trunk and what's there. That's that sounds about right. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, all right. My bio is Mike Evans and it's kind of based off of Tom Brady too. We talk about Tom Brady in the hold fold. A couple of us of us were fold. A couple of us were holds, but um, this is a guy that, He's linked to Tom Brady. He hasn't played in a week and a half because of, of the suspension. The team that has him just might be pissed off about him, pissed off about how Tom Brady looks. And if people are going to fold Tom Brady, they're going to look at the entire Bucks receiving core and say, I'm a, I, I don't want them as much as I wanted them in like during draft time. Like Mike Evans was a probably was a wide receiver eight or nine. Um during draft season, and you might be able to get him as a back and wide receiver, too. This is a guy that has 13 and 14 touchdowns the last two years. If he gets back on the field, which he is. He's not hurt. Suspension. If Tom Brady's not done, which I don't believe he is, those touchdowns are going to come right back. Maybe not 13, 14 is tough when you miss a week and a half with a suspension, but he can easily just finish as a top 12 to 15 wide receiver. Yet again, and you can get him probably as a back end wide receiver, two, Maybe a wide receiver three at this point with guys like Amon Ra, Drake London, and the rookies. Um, starting to you know come on hot while he's not even playing NFL
3: games yet. All right, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna try and buy Travis Etienne low. Um, I don't know how low you can buy him. Um, And I don't know how many people have an appetite to actually buy him. Um, But I rewatched some of the Jags games because I was like, this team can't really be that good, right? Like they, it's Jags. Uh, He looks like he's got some, some legit speed out there. Um, And they had him running routes and catching balls in the middle of the field, which is something he did not do in college. Um, So I thought it was encouraging to see, People have spent, you know, fourth, fifth round pick on the guy. They're probably frustrated. If you can give up like a wide receiver four, wide receiver three for Travis ETN, I think it's, I think it's worth it. Right. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at. I didn't have a whole bunch of time to to prep. I just, I think that ETN at some point is
1: due to explode. If you watch, if you watch the Jacks play, he's got, a whole lot of pop in him, man. He was yeah, good percent. Like, like it, he cuts and he goes and it's like, Oh shit, that guy's fast. And he is, he's shifty and he has good contact balance too, which you And top, on top of that, the
2: Jags look legit and have legit coaching and they will figure it out.
1: It is weird to hear the Jags look legit, but yes, it is very true. Doug I mean, Peterson, days, baby. told you. Trevor, Trevor
2: Lawrence, man. Turns out he really
1: is what they said he was.
2: Get rid of Urban Meyer.
1: He has beautiful hair. He has beautiful hair, guys. Yeah. They um, did
0: compliment of Peyton Manning, so it makes sense he had a bum first year and now he's ready to go. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. yeah.
3: Hey,
1: <laughs> I think, like, the whole takeaway is Urban Meyer is just the worst, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> just, like, like yeah.
4: you could put anyone there and it's a complete like undisputable. <laughs>
0: Wait, put is Matt it?
4: Patricia there and it's a, a Ugh, better system. Don't even, <laughs>
0: don't
1: even. Put Adam Gase there is what you're going to say next. <laughs> there's no such thing as a great college coach there's only great college recruiters. I think that's, that's what we found. Yeah. They're admiring a lot of these guys. Uh, uh, Derek, you want to take your sell high? Sure. Yeah. So I think my, my sell high is Kurt Samuel. Now I think it's a great sell high, mostly just because of like, I think he's like top 10 wide receiver in the league. But if you look at like his actual stats, I mean, he's also probably the most efficient wide receiver I've seen through three games. I think he's caught like 22 of 30 targets or something crazy like that. And he's running the ball well. He, I mean, Curtis Samuel, as far as a talented football player is great. He's the third best talented wide receiver on his team. And Carson Wentz is not good. Carson Wentz is very good at making good, big splashy plays. And he's very bad at managing football games. I'm like, I just don't trust, I don't trust anyone that is their third best, Talented wide receiver that plays wide receiver that has Carson Wentz as their quarterback and has had the injury pass that Curtis Samuel has. If he plays the full season and Wentz is decent, Curtis Samuel will probably be very, very good. But what we're talking about is sell highs. I don't think that his value gets any higher than it is today. And that's why I think he's a sell high to me. And I think like, if you look at like the buy lows, like if I was Curtis Samuel owner and I needed a running back, which all of us that are playing fantasy football need running backs. Can I trade him for winner for today? I
4: maybe. think maybe you have a better chance to trade him for Travis Etienne.
1: Right. But I would still do that.
4: Right. Yeah. No, like, right, right. I, I think right. Lenny's name still holds a lot more value even the way he's played etn's does not
1: right at least but etn
4: in people's minds are is the rb2 on his own team
1: exactly so a think, great, great point I think right the, but if that's you go a to very, a wide
4: receiver
0: needy team i mean it's not unfair but to to, no, to aim for lenny you start
1: there yeah and then yeah. you end up getting yeah. eta which is still a win exactly you start at lenny yep. you settle for etn you know the the second best girl at the, at the party right <laughs> yeah, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone goes away happy but like, yeah, I, like, I just think like when you talk about like sell highs, you want to look at people that are like the top of the value where their value will never get higher. And I think he's the epitome of sell high right now is Curtis Samuel.
4: So yeah, so he is wide for 10 on the 10, year, right?
1: He I did read a there. stat
4: 12 of
0: his last 15 games where he's finished or he's had a, over a 40% snap count. He has had over 10 fantasy points, which is pretty interesting, but he, he's, dude. but like you said, he's an injury history risk. So. Keep your eyes peeled because the injuries lurk around the corner.
1: Guys like Curtis Samuel are like the guys that I love that's why he is like baby Debo. Like Debo's bigger, faster, stronger than him, but they do very similar stuff. Like I love guys like him. But no, here,
4: here's a Debo talk. Told you it, it was come back.
1: <laughs> We'd get we comes back. <laughs> so All that's my right. sell high. Awesome.
2: Awesome. I got a used car salesman approach to this one. <laughs> Scotty, since you left first. All right. I'm gonna give you a guy that got 20 fantasy points this past week. He's on the number one offense in the NFL, and he's the number one running back on that offense. Devin Singletary. How about him? Do you want him? Sounds sounds fantastic. If you know anything, we know that fantasy points come from number one offenses. So you you want you want this guy. Not going to mention, though, that he only has 80 rushing yards on the season. Not going to mention that he only has 34 in the past two weeks. Not going to mention he hasn't gone over 10 rushing attempts at all any game. Sold. Sold sounds like we're really close <laughs> sounds, like, sounds we're, like we're really well like a, i'm whole i'm i'm keeping that that other part under my breath i said i'm not telling you that i'm, I'm yeah. telling these people that are listening that you have to sell out the way that i told you but you have to know this is lipstick on a pig this guy just got 20 <laughs> fantasy points you have james Con- uh james cook who yes again he's not very much involved right now but as we talked about with Kenneth Walker later on he will be more involved it will happen they don't just get that kind of player and never use him again Zach Moss is still there for whatever reason so they may end up turning into a three-headed backfield like you see in Seattle where they have Homer playing a lot as well so this guy this there's a lot that you can say that's good in a trade negotiation but underlying all of it is really just inefficiency and not that much that you can really go off of.
4: It just sounded like a bad like dream. And I w- wake up and cars, has me like handcuffed yeah. to the bed. And he's telling me this. I'm like, no, no, no. He's like, but you had to say yes or else the implications. Well, kind of like, don't
2: fuck. you don't you remember the first time you had to go buy a car and then all of a sudden you walk away and you're like, what the fuck did I just do?
4: I just gave yeah. you a thousand bucks. And I don't have a car yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. That's actually outrageous. what happened. Um, <laughs> That's a real story. It's a real story. <laughs> I, I got the money back, though. Oh, All,
0: right. <laughs> All right. All uh, right. Moving on. I'm also selling you a running back who's not very good. So I'm going to follow a lot of the same tactics that Craig is. However, my running back's at least RB12 on the season right now. So you got to sell him as an RB1 to somebody, and you just got to find the right guy, somebody who's hurting for running backs. I shouldn't bury the lead this much. His name's Antonio Gibson. Um, his numbers really, when you look at them, are trash. He's got 14, 14, and 12 for attempts, has not gone over 58 yards. That's his high on the season. And he's averaging less than, um, well, not less than, around three yards a carry. So none of that speaks to consistent involvement in Washington's offense. Um, none of that speaks to effective involvement in, in Washington's offense either. And you've got Brian Robinson coming back either this week or next week. It's right around the corner. So
4: Week Antonio Gibson,
0: Yeah. I think by week five, week six of the latest is probably phased out into just a pass catching third down roll. Um, you've, you've seen him save his days or his fantasy days with just a touchdown uh, a couple times late in the game. It's just not going to be sustainable, especially when Brian Robinson is probably taking goal line work from him and erasing those touchdowns from his stat line. If you take a touchdown away from his stat line, you're talking about a 10 point game and then two five point games. So, just get rid of him while you can that 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 production is gone the second there's another competent running back in washington and I, I just don't want to be caught on the wrong side of antonio gibson i'm selling him really in all formats i mean i guess you could make the argument to keep him in dynasty but I, i'd rather not you got him
4: you, you, he, he's too young not to just in case. yeah
0: but in redraft he should not be yep. on it, here much longer
4: and i think he he's been a, a sell high for at least one of us the first three weeks And we're telling you guys again do it now those late game touchdowns aren't going to happen every single week they're yeah. they're just not
0: I'd rather look at those the you know sub four yards per carry closer to three yards yep. per carry average that's just not what you want to see out of a running back so to get 60 yards on a day he's going to need 20 touches no nope. pass
2: yeah it's funny i was actually thinking about going and buying him or i was looking around the league to see what leagues you know i could get certain players and what the formats of each team were and i looked at antonio gibson i was like i want to put him on the very last person that i'm going to go after <laughs> if i can't get anyone done well, anyone else right and, so, and if
0: i could move antonio gibson for my by low and DeAndre swift I would do that to a guy that just needs a running back. Like, dude, he's an RB one. I'm trading he you can. the same yeah. thing. You'll he's never down. get, you'll never get that trade. I back. don't, yeah. I don't think anybody's stupid enough to go for it. But if you're 0-3 and you can't afford to lose because, you know, the loser of your league gets, you know, slaughtered in the street, then, you know. You, you yeah, that's our punishment. It,
1: right? I, 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 I have seen that guy
0: i have seen some of those leagues where if you finish in last place you're out of the league the next year and they bring another guy in it's like almost uh british premier league soccer where you get like a, a relegation league so if you're something like that R.I.P. What, stay would in the league that? it'd be pretty high stakes though i kind of love it
4: that's so mean and they they, they don't tell you or, or it's like bottom four <laughs> yeah. and they don't tell you until the draft starts so like even if the drafts in vegas i know that's like a matthew berry league you all have to go there, even the new guy, and you get told right before the draft if you're if you're kicked out. And it's, the it's
1: Bill Simmons. John Bill Sim- Hamm. That was
4: that was that was what it is. Bill yeah.
1: Simmons and John Ham was the one that kicked someone out of the league this year. Oh, like, my God. oh my good story. Like, so, they, yeah, they all have to go to spent to a lot of movies. money.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> and
1: and like you don't realize you're out, and like the person who won gets to give a speech and kick you out. Yeah. Pretty
4: it's so mean. That we wouldn't should. that wouldn't work well with the leagues where <laughs> we get so yeah. mad. Oh well, yeah, you know, guys that like, aren't like, aren't, aren't millionaires. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn it! My entire <laughs> paycheck <laughs> for the last two months and going to Vegas and dicks.
0: <laughs> you come back, and your wife's like, "You have fun in Vegas." You're like, well, I did, but I'm not in a fantasy league anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my <thank> God, good. <laughs> my friends kicked me out of the league. <laughs> and then that made me pay for dinner. <laughs> All
4: right, um, I guess I'll go. It's been a while. Uh, my sell high is Chase Edmonds, and I don't know how high you can sell him, it's just based off his big game or bigger game last week with two touchdowns. But the last two weeks, he's seen less snaps than most less carries, um, less targets than most. Most did nothing last week, Edmonds didn't do as much the Buffalo D- demons is is fantastic Edmonds did get the goal line work which I think in the pod that I wasn't on last week Tom you, you were saying like hey if I'm going to bet on a guy with the Dolphins getting goal lines probably mostert nope it's it's Chase Edmonds at least for week three it could change throughout the entire year but you can go to someone and say hey this is the goal line guy for a high powered Miami Dolphins offense here you go get a water receiverwer three for him I would take it because I think that's going to be a mix and mix and match uh, throughout the entire year with both of them.
3: Yeah. I mean, um, I, I, I thought it was surprising with Edmonds, you know, getting the two touchdowns and most are just completely shit in the bed. Right. Um, I mean, and there's, there's a world where you're not going to be able to sell them, but like Chris Godwin hasn't touched the field yet. So like, if you could, Trade Chase Edmonds for Chris Godwin, you win that trade like hundred percent. You know what I mean. And the Godwin's owner is probably pissed off losing, and you know maybe they don't have a running back. You know, so
4: that's if you the, pull
3: something off like that, that'd be perfect.
4: Yeah, yeah. It's good. The cut, league I have Chase
3: Edmonds. I also have Godwin though, so like I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: throw your lineup. Now I, Godwin's in. He's out. I have yeah, a problem just... with, with uh San Francisco and McDaniel uh in I'm not uh, I mean Miami Dolphins uh running backs. I, I played Chase Edmonds one time this year. guess a week it was I played him. Two last
4: yeah. yeah, week. Yeah, week, yeah, two weeks. Yeah, and then sorry. you mentioned the guy didn't last yeah. week by yeah. one point because of it. Oh yeah, yeah. I say that's this every just...
0: year. I need to come up with this actualized fantasy point stat and figure out how to like get it on paper because a good week after a bad week means you probably didn't play him, which means you probably didn't score those points, which means those points shouldn't count for anything. We shouldn't even talk about them. And then I have to come up with the rankings based on that.
1: Yeah. And so how that comes out. Looking yeah. at, looking at Miami's rushing totals week one team totals, 65 yards week two, 86 yards week three, 41 yards. So the team that should be able to run the ball a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: yeah. And it seems as, and as you say that, it's they run better when Chase Edmonds runs less. I mean, they're they're also in matchups where they have to get Tyree Kill
3: and Jalen Waddell involved too, right? Like, you're not yeah. beating the Bills by Buffalo. running the ball 20 yep. times. You're not beating, you know, right. Kansas City by running the ball 25 times. Like, you know, I think Chase right. Edmonds still has value, but like, you know, kind of how we were talking earlier, like this could be the peak of Chase Edmonds value. I mean, how many right. times is he going to go out and get two touchdowns in a game, right? And completely yep. erase Mostert. I mean, that was that was a storyline going in week three. Is it Mostert? Is it Edmonds? Edmonds seemingly erased it.
4: Yeah, Mostert one point. Right. <laughs> Edmonds got fifteen. But I
3: mean, I don't, and and I I think, you know, yes, they should be able to run the ball better. I don't know that they will. Right. Yeah. Like they, there's there's a point in time where you sit there and say. What's more effective, throwing the ball on a slant to Tyree Kill or running it up the middle with you know Mini Chase Edmonds? So, right.
0: yeah, and I mean, some of their running game is those kind of like jet sweep touch passes, just two inches in front of of Tua. So it's a run, but those it goes are the passes. The pass. yep. <laughs> so right. you know it, it functions the same way as a run, but not in the scorebook. So it, it's just it's another touch that Chase Edmonds doesn't get that they somehow you know, have to account for. So it's probably, I think
1: think across the league too, we have a criminally low number of bruising backs that are good at goal line carries. Like it feels like every team just like, there's not enough teams that have that one guy on their team that like, can just like carry the ball across the line and get three yards. No matter if he's hit in the backfield, like in the past, I've like four. (laughs) That can't get more than seven yards, but they can get three every time. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And well, I mean, and
3: that, that conversation goes deep, right? Like I wrote a whole article about doing the zero RB strategy. And part of it was based off of the fact that these teams don't have that dominant running back. I mean, there's 32 teams in the NFL, you know, 10% of them have one guy that you can trust from a fantasy perspective. And even in the NFL, like, why would we invest in all of these running backs if the teams themselves aren't? Like yeah, so there's there's that point to it, and I guess maybe my sell high should be any top 10 running back right now that you didn't <laughs> expect to be there. Like, you know that's not who I'm gonna do. Uh, I really I, I actually really like the Curtis Samuel sell for a lot of the reasons that you made. Um, but I'm gonna sell a guy that was like a, a waiver wire darling. I think last week, a lot of people took him by surprise, Not a huge ownership. Uh, but Devon Duvernay, I'm sure people have him on this on their team. He's now this is his third week because of the kick return touchdown in week two of scoring a touchdown. So he's got four total fantasy touchdowns on the season, and he's had three weeks where you could basically say he scored double digit points. Like, I don't think that's sustainable, but it's like juicy enough that if there's somebody that's out there hurting, you could flip him for something useful um some guy that hasn't done well I'm, I'm trying to there was another guy i had in mind and i i just totally lost his name i i went to go look something up but uh yeah it's not a, not a sexy sell high but i think you could i don't think you should i don't think he's he's i mean i could be wrong but i don't think he's getting any better than this. so i also no, we've seen on, it. on kick
0: return and punt return i mean he's freaking electric out there last week he had two punt returns totaled 55 yards i mean He's always get the threat of bringing one back, and that's a free six points in your pocket.
3: Yeah, but he's doing all this stuff with what eight total targets on the season and like yeah. catches, like yeah, that's eight, No,
4: eight and eight, eight catches.
3: Oh, is he perfect? He's perfect, oh, at, but he, he's, he's not. That, look at this guy. Oh,
4: two he's for Will 25, Fuller, 25, two for forty-two. <laughs> yeah, he's Will Fuller. Yeah. Speaking but, of Fuller, no. uh, Full. Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah have he, you put, have yeah. you folded him yet? Yeah, you yeah. folded him.
4: Will Fuller, dude,
0: not in (laughs) Dynasty. I'm paying him too much money. (laughs) If if I cut him and he lives off somewhere and I still have to pay that son of a gun 13 bucks,
4: you can't cut him now.
0: You'll catch me laying in traffic.
4: (laughs) Uh, All right. So, is that it for the high. Yeah. All right. Last segment. Stop playing with my emotions. Quit playing games with my heart. Derek this is a uh, going into Craig. So this should be a good one.
1: Yeah. So my guy, like a lot of your guys is Kyle Pitts. man. What the hell? I don't even know if there's any words for understanding the fact that like one Kyle Pitts is like, they were talking about like him playing the season to try to get a wide receiver contract and the motherfucker can't get targets. Like, what is going on in Atlanta where they're also competitive in these games without him? Like, they should be winning and losing games based on the back of Kyle Pitts and on the hands of Kyle Pitts and him being able to do everything against the defense. And somehow they're just like not even looking his way. It is one of the more upsetting things in fantasy because he came into the league being drafted as high as he was, as like an anomaly type of player, the
4: greatest tight end prospect of all time.
1: Yeah, since Dick, <laughs> since since uh, um, uh, Dick, uh, oh no, sorry, who I'm thinking of the <laughs> Chicago Bears, uh, what's Chicago Bears, Dick, uh, yeah, I was gonna say Dick Puckett, <laughs> I was Dick gonna say Buck- Dick Puckett too, dude. but I knew it was like an old guy <laughs> since yeah, Mike Dick, Dick uh this guy was the best tight end prospect. And it's like, it's just so frustrating. I know he went really high in leagues. He probably should have at least carried 110 targets this year. And like, we're talking about him finishing like under 80 targets. If he plays out the season, like on his track, like, it's just like really upsetting to see like that. He's not zero, like zero red zone plays I've seen of Kyle Pitts game breaking defenses. And it's like, this guy can do so much on the football field. Like we know that it's in his, Backpack, like I just don't understand why their offensive coordinator or Marcus Mariota is not pulling it out of it. Like, like we know that the talent's there, and just see someone continuously underperform against talent is one of the most frustrating things you're gonna see in fantasy, or really just as a fan of football. Like, like the game of football is better when our best athletes are playing at the top of their level, and Kyle Pitts is just not doing it, and I don't know. What it's gonna take for them just to get the ball in their hands, scheme up enough up stuff. Like tight end screens are legitimate play in playbooks. Just get three in your playbook. Like, I don't or know or a guy like Pitts on. too. Who, exactly. Who excels just, in that? Get him in the open field and let him get up to full speed with two strides and watch him just like break down safeties and run over corners. I just don't. It's so frustrating to to be here to see him not being an elite fantasy and NFL player. So that's, that's my, my please to you Kyle Pitts, and also all of Atlanta and Marcus Mariota just getting involved. <laughs> and you used to see in from the same coaching
0: staff that is, you know, formerly in Tennessee and now in Atlanta, they used to put John Smith on those like tight end sweep kind of run plays like across the formation. Yeah, I would love the the to ball. see
1: Pitts try one of those, you know, hell Haven't yeah, man. Hell yeah. That's what, that's what we want to see. Just like, let him play football. It feels like they're like he's like a he's a Ferrari with a governor in him right now. And he's on the he's on the highway and they're not letting him open it up. But just
0: like Mike Dick had taught us. Give the ball to the Italians. There you
1: go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Speaking of giving the ball to no one as <laughs> at the tight end position, this is this has been one of my biggest pain in the ass headaches the entire time that i've ever been playing fantasy football like it's just not a position that i've ever, ever done well in unless i had travis kelsey this season just so you know of a team that has 1.5 fantasy points at the tight end position all three all three weeks like that's this is where i'm at right now but if i really ran through and it's not just the streaming tight end person i mean, with well, the streaming just four or five streaming tight end people in your league right now that are, that are feeling this way. And, and honestly, I'm not even sure that there's less than six or seven in a league that are feeling that that are not streaming tight ends, because this is what we have right now. There are five. That's right. I had had count that right. Five, excuse me, six tight ends that have double digit targets at least once on the season. That's Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey. We knew they were going to be the ones. Now it's Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett, and David Njoku. These are the tight ends. Those ones that are not drafted or drafted towards the end of the round in drafts that are the ones that actually have somewhat of a decent target week. Now, going further than that, one person is only averaging double-digit targets, and that's Mark Andrews. We get that. We know he's great. We're, we're, that's what we're upset about. We're upset about the fact that I'd say a decent target number, not reception number, but a target number for, for tight ends to have for your fantasy lineups, and of course there are 12 tight ends that you need to play a week or every team needs to play. There are only five averaging eight tar, uh, eight targets a week. That's Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Tyler Higby, Tyler Conklin, and Pat Friermuth. Or uh, uh, no, Pat Friermuth is at seven. This is where we're at. Those are the names. That's it. Everyone else that you think of that that's out there, any tight end that you can think of, don't fit in any of those categories I just said. Darren Waller, Kyle Pitts, TJ Hawkinson. None of them fit. Robert Tunyon, Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard's averaging four targets a game. Targets, not receptions. They're not being used. Tight ends are not being used.
1: Yeah, I Wanna didn't go. understand how bleak it was until you just laid that out, and then I looked at it's it. Bad. But <laughs> damn, holy shit, man! It's
2: horrible. Sorry, there sorry. are five or six good tight ends right now. That's it. Yeah, it's, is, um...
4: it's not a good landscape.
3: Yeah, and, and uh, this is a perfect, perfect segue, I think, to the conversation we had in the in the Slack channel for a little while. Get rid of tight ends. Do an all-flex league. If you want to be a psychopath and play one of the five, you can be. I don't want to. I don't want to play tight ends anymore. <laughs>
2: Stupid. I
3: mean, Cole Komet was supposed to be, what, a top 10 uh, tight end? Yes. Dude, probably, you know, the, the Bears, as a unit, are like the fifth <laughs> overall wide receiver in 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 passing yards on the season. Like, what are we doing? It's stupid. Fantasy football is dumb. Get rid of the tight end. You, Get rid of kickers defense tight end. Get out of here.
2: Cole, you heard, Cole Komet you, has sorry. Cole Komet has just as many targets, which is five, <laughs> on the season as John Bates the backup Washington
1: <laughs>
2: Johnny B. Reg- Reggie Gilliam, a fullback for Buffalo.
1: Reggie Gilliam is a beta person. That's not the person that's, <laughs> <thing> that's... <laughs> Durham Smythe. He was the third tight end in Dolphins? Miami. Oh. You heard it here first. <laughs> Tom Pendy said tight ends are the new defenses of fantasy football. That's what it is. That's what it's probably always it. been, but we haven't realized it <laughs> until last year. The All-Flex League was a
0: great conversation. I really want to do that next year. We're, like, no, we're definitely doing do that. A oh, bunch wonderful. of flexes.
3: Play whoever you want. Yeah, No, super super flex. I, I want to see lineups with no quarterback in it. That I is wanted, my dream. So, that is my fantasy football people, dream.
0: I wanted to give people the option of playing Anything they want. If you want to play Tampa's defense one week? Be my friggin' guest. Yeah. Just any yeah. anything you want. Anything ten goes. roster slots. Have at it.
1: But that like you got to match so the sick. quarterback
0: positions because you can't have ten quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, let's quit. Yeah. Let's quit pretending we're actually building NFL rosters. We're not. We're playing a goddamn game. Yeah. <laughs> Can <laughs> Pick and play who you want. <laughs> uh,
2: Through the first two weeks, Taysom Hill had more targets than Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That well, makes yeah. sense. Anybody can get it like and gets so depressing.
4: every No, step. Should, we, should we keep going, Ursmuth
3: Jr.? Oh God. Oh,
4: okay. Now Let's do. No. <laughs> I haven't found it. So real, yet.
3: real, real, quick. I do want to like <laughs> just dropping. on Taysom, on Taysom Hill. So I'm in a league where I need a tight end, and if Jameis does not play, oh, and Hill t- is active, t-
4: Taysom Hill is a tight end.
3: I'm like, oh shit. I might, I might do that, but like, I'm afraid to because he <laughs> might. Get a full zero, right? But like what a psychotic move. He's really a quarterback. All right, whatever.
1: Sorry, he also, he also oh, has blocked. Jason is a weird person. Yeah. He has a block kick in his life. Yeah, in his career. He's <laughs> done everything. Yeah. How many tackles does he have?
3: He'd be perfect in the office. Probably offense like seven. League. Yeah, he's yeah, got enough yeah. <laughs> for the amount of interceptions
0: he's had. <laughs> True. All right, let's keep it moving. Um, Stop playing with my emotions. I picked the entire Patriots roster. So, I mean, Mac Jones starts to gel with Devontae Parker, gets hurt. Not his fault, really, but still, you're messing with my feelings, man. Devontae Parker, sucked all year, finally does well, probably going to suck again. Great. You've got guys on the defense who we don't really talk about all that often. Uh, Jonathan Jones is the highest-ranked PFF corner right now. That's great, but we gave up 38 points last week. So, what the hell is happening? Like uh like McCordy, you just kind of suck. You're probably ready to hang him up. We had some injuries and whatnot. That sucks. We got to deal with it. But then offensively, let's talk about the fantasy weapons. Harris is hot one week, then he's cold. Craig uh Craig talked about this a little bit earlier, but then Stevenson is hot one week, then he's cold. You've got Kendrick Bourne, who you know looks good when he's on the field, but he's never on the field. We've got uh, Nelson Aguilar, who explodes for a huge week and then disappears off the face of the earth, you got Hunter Henry and John D. Smith, who are each making fifteen million dollars, give or take, a year, who have a combined, you know, five targets on the season. It's just you're paying guys to do no work. You're not performing well. You've got all these guys that should have the talent to put it all together, and then nothing's happening. So, what does it fall back to? Coaching, probably. Matt Patricia sucks. Joe Judge, known to suck. Bill Belichick. You know, maybe he's from a different era. Maybe it's time to move on. I don't really believe that. I like Bill Belichick a lot. I think he's a really good coach. But the Patriots, man, it took me three weeks to get here. I figured it would take me like six or seven. They look like shit. I wouldn't be surprised to see them win like four games. Uh, I'm I'm at that point with them. Maybe less now that Mac's gone for, for potentially six plus weeks.
4: Well, yeah, it's sad to see. It it yep. it is. All right, my um. Quit playing with my emotions. Austin Eckler. Uh, I don't have him in too many leagues. I have him in our big Dynasty League, though. RB13 on the year in PPR. That's fine. RB32 for standard. Like, that's a massive difference there. And by by RB13 on PPR, you think it's fine. This is a... By week three, you have people like C.H. as RB4, Patterson as as RB5, James Roberts as RB3. It's a weak RB landscape so far, so RB13 really isn't that good. It's just not. So he's averaging 2.5 yards per fucking carry. He's never averaged below 4.22. And I think, Craig, did you say uh, Rashawn Slater's on the IR for, what, at least four weeks?
2: I'm pretty he's sure he's out for the year out he for has, the year okay yeah, so that bicep so 2.5 yards
4: biceps. per carry and he's got four attempts last week for five yards With slater gone for the year if that's the case then I mean he's gonna make his bread and butter on, on receptions he's not getting the goal line work it's scary and I was gonna m- make him a buy low but I don't know how I don't know I don't know if I really want him as a top five RB like he can finish as a back in RB one sure but it's just scary. So, Eckler, you're uh, so far fucking me.
1: You and all of us. <laughs> yeah, bad. Yep. Eckler, I mean, first round or early, early second round, you know, maybe in some drafts, but damn, that charges offense again, another offense that feels like they don't really have an identity. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But, yeah. uh,
4: Tom, do you have one?
3: I do. Yeah. Uh, and that's Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins. Uh Figure, figure it the fuck out. Figure out yeah. how to get Justin and Jefferson the ball. I, I'd appreciate that. And not only the ball, like quality targets, right? He had 12 targets in week two, only caught six balls. I'm blaming uh Kirk Cousins on that because maybe he maybe he just sucks. He only got six targets in a game they almost lost to the Detroit fucking Lions. Like, give me a break. The dude is a superstar. Use him like you would a superstar. I, I just... I don't, I don't understand it. Like I get that there's, you know, matchups within the matchup. Um, but there's, there's no excuse for Justin Jefferson to, you know, finish a week where you only beat the lines by four points with three catches for 14 yards, no excuse. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about Kyle Pitts scheme him in scheme Jefferson in like, yeah, you, you I, I just, I don't understand what they're doing. I mean, KJ Osborne had eight targets. Adam Thielen had eight targets. That's 16 targets. And me as a Justin Jefferson owner in, in reach, I just give him all those, give him all those <laughs> plus the six. get him 22 targets a game and I'll be happy. But until then you are in my Adam Gase doghouse, Kevin O'Connell, who was supposed to throw the ball more. Doesn't
1: throw it to the guy. I want you to throw it to what? you fast. Oh, wait. Great all like all great points, Tom. Copy and paste that to Josh McDaniels and Devontae Adams, and you have the same <laughs> exact argument, and they're both they're both correct. Like I don't understand what these teams are doing, not giving their best player the ball. I dude, don't Mac Hollins, no, bro. You yeah, need him right, involved. Dude. You need him. Did,
4: did you Moreau? see that? I mean, uh, I I foster well like six
2: targets like yeah, again. Uh, no, I've, already, I've already seen on Twitter many of people Raiders fans going, "Why is Brandon Bolden on the field?" I said, "Welcome to the last <laughs> eight years of my life." <laughs> yeah. Hey, <laughs> oh yeah, you guys understand now, this. Bob. <laughs> uh,
1: Brandon fucking Bolden. Oh God. I cannot believe that he's had like a longer career than so many other NFL <laughs> players. Oh my,
4: it's it's absolutely insane. Like,
1: t- like Bolden, Todd Gurley, yeah, Todd <laughs> Gurley, right? And Brandon Calvin Bolden,
2: Johnson,
0: <laughs> like Brandon Bolden quietly beat cancer in the middle of his career and didn't yeah, tell anybody. Dude, I
2: know, yeah, that's right. And he's still oh, out there crushing. That's them. why he only played special teams those couple of years. Yeah, yeah. craziness. Two,
4: Good two, for him, though. Ten years so far. Yeah, Drew, you know. Hats off to you. Hey,
1: the true handcuff handcuff in in Las Vegas is Brandon Bolden, it, it just feels like they're in New England hell over oh, there in Las Vegas. Yeah. Yep. Uh, just wait till you Johnson starts getting some touches. <laughs> oh, because
4: oh. you know it's going to happen at some point. And
1: if they, <laughs> if they, if they want to win, if they want to win by two, so get if get
4: some if, if they go zero and four, the McDaniel's talk just starts right.
2: I don't. Yeah. know. It, it already started. They already have come out saying that there was a closed door meeting between him and. Uh, I did see that. Yeah. What's his What's his face? Al Davis's well, son. Yeah, uh, Mark Davis. Mark, Mark Davis. Mark. I can never remember Mark. Fantastic so,
1: haircut! If you haven't seen it, just. Yeah. <laughs> some, some,
2: someone goes, listen, Josh. If you don't, <laughs> you don't win a game next week. We're putting a cereal bowl on your head and cutting your hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he shows up on the sideline with the
1: Mark Davis. <laughs> can haircut. you imagine? Oh. It's just, it's just <laughs> red hair. I'm like Josh McDaniels has red hair, he and he's walking away one, one Sunday. That'd be amazing.
3: He's, he's bound to be fired. I don't know if uh, you guys heard him, but apparently the he, he had a comment to a reporter or something, and then PFT and uh, Big Cat made a skit about it where he said, "We need to learn how not to lose." What a, what a backwards fucking statement. You know what, what I mean? A, like, like the first thing like you a coach slap in, in the like
4: face in, statement, like any like dickhead statement.
3: Like, <laughs> you don't want to like, learn how to win, right?
1: Like, yeah, right. Use like like your, your fucking best players from, from every top
0: Warner coach of all time. It's like you're playing not to lose. You got to get out there and play to win. This guy's an NFL coach, and the exact
2: opposite. They <laughs> they made the playoffs last year with an uh, old retired special teams coach that had to come out of retirement in the beginning of the year because John Gruden was
4: racist. Yeah. and henry ruggs got kicked off the team and their cornerback got had, yeah they were done violence they like, were going around shooting they had been
2: killing people all, all then they won three year, straight the playoffs. games
4: like they did so good then they bring in a new coach
1: a I better defense a better offense the best wide receiver
2: yeah. in the league yeah, yeah
1: without davante <laughs> adams yeah right unbelievable but like that's a okay just to be a Pats fan for two seconds, but like people that are saying fire Bill Belichick, but like we were this close away from Josh McDaniels being our head coach. We're gonna fire Bill Belichick. So yeah. who who are we bringing in, guys? Like let's try, <laughs> yeah. let's try this 10, 10 <laughs> win high until we until we can anymore. But damn, there's so many bad coaches in in like the world. It's unbelievable. Well, we it, were talking
2: earlier, there's a quarterback problem in the NFL and couple that with a coaching problem. You've got yeah. a bad product.
3: Yeah, exactly.
4: You go to
2: Denver with Hackett. Like,
3: what the fuck are you doing there? Yeah. So uh, one more thing real quick on the Raiders. I know this won't wait off topic. Uh, McDaniels isn't in the bad blood yet, right? John Gruden got there. Somebody made a website that counted down <laughs> until he was. <laughs> oh, that's
4: right. That's there right. is
3: no is McDaniel's gone yet gone. website. I yeah. just looked it up. So keep a lookout. If it comes, we'll let you know. And then, then it's all. Then
1: it's then it's done. But, we should copyright a few of that. those websites real quick, Tom. Is that, that is that website? <laughs> let me just go buy yeah. the
2: domain to it. right? the Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> Not a bad idea. I'm assuming if you go on the is John Gruden website gone website, that it's still counting how much money he's making. No, no,
3: it's just it's just a picture of the tweet. That says he was fired. That's how I just looked it up. That's. that's, <laughs> how it up. that's, that's how <laughs> oh, that's funny, but, dude. That way, whoever put it together was hysterical because it was like showing you the countdown ticker, but also how much money the he was money he makes. at the same time. Yeah. And it was like I was sitting on there for ten minutes. I was like, this motherfucker just made ten thousand dollars. Like,
2: yeah, like
4: oh, we oh. were doing like podcast like oh he reached ten.
3: Oh yeah, there he goes
4: <laughs> in one hour again. The little fucker.
3: Shout out to um, that guy.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's a great site, but um. All right, I think that that's it. We'll have start sets up uh, tomorrow, and Tommy Tortuga, take us out.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, you know, head over to dot com. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, topshelffnts i I'm sure we'll have some articles and shit. And uh, you know, how you doing?
2: Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid, stay loose.